Raised in Singapore, Josie Chu is the proprietor of Madame Chu's Delicacies, where she produces and sells Southeast Asian condiments out of Feed Kitchen's production facilities on Madison's north side. I sat down with her and we discussed the origins of her business and her memories of growing up in Singapore. Good afternoon, Josie. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Thank you for inviting me. My name is Josie, and I represent, like I said, like you said, um, Madame Chu Delicacies. I came to the U.S. in 1995, and I attended a university in Alabama, Jacksonville State University. After graduating from Jacksonville State, I was given a full scholarship to go to Arizona State, where I did both my graduate study in industrial engineering and in psychology. Mm -hmm. So after that, I was again given a opportunity to come to UW-Madison for my um, graduate study and I did industrial engineering. Can you tell us a little bit about your first cooking experiences? My very first cooking experience is making egg fried rice with my grandma. She taught me how to chop up the garlic, how to fry up that garlic, add the rice, and add the egg, beaten up eggs. And it was the most delicious dish that I have made. Then, of course, you know, she taught me how to make um, ramen noodle and embellished it with eggs and vegetables. So those are the two dishes, as simple as they sound, they were just absolutely divine because Grandma taught me that. What made you decide to abandon, I guess, your industrial engineering background? I mean, you were already uh, in two graduate schools studying that. What made you decide to switch over into the business end and start making your Madame Chu's um, delicacies? It is a passion for food, but above all, when my mom passed away several years ago, before COVID, I was given the opportunity to look through all her jewelries, all her jades, and whatever that she has. I end up picking only cookbooks from the stash of my mom's item. And I asked my sibling if I could take all her cookbook back to the States. And they were very willing because, you know, in Singapore they could get all that food. And, mm -hmm. rather th and it's cheaper, really, to cook, uh, to buy from the hawker center than it is to buy all the ingredients and cook themselves. So I brought all the cookbook back, and my husband started to make some of the items, you know, and we were browsing through, and leaflets starts come. We start to see some leaflets inserted in some of the cookbooks, and it turned out to be handwritten recipes from my grandmother. So my husband picked one of the items to cook from my grandma's recipe, having me interpret the um, proportions, the size. Because in Singapore, when my grandma started to cook uh, and write it down, her, her, her recipe, she would use one bowl. 
or a handful or one kati. Kati means you use a balance beam and you add the weight of one stone, two stones, three stones. So that's kati. K-A-T-I. Kati. Yep. So that is a Malay word. And my husband just was absolutely confused. What is one bow? But in <laughs> Singapore, you know, in the olden days time, one bow is pretty much standard rice bowl that every household has. So that is that one bow. And of course, I have to start interpreting it. And he's made that awesome, delicious sambal. So we brought it to churches, to events, to organizations, events. And people were asking if they could buy from us. And we said no. And of course, the other aspect is a husband and wife rivalry because he is Caucasian, born in U.S., raised in Wisconsin Dells. How dare, you know, he took my grandma's recipe and able to make such a delicious meal out of that or even make a delicious sauce out of that. So then slowly we learn about how we could better process the sauces and the condiments and we were able to then market the product. Mm-hmm. So it was your Anglo husband who actually started to interpret the your grandmother's recipes, and, and he seemed to uh, have the early successes, right? Absolutely. He was a he is a guy who will follow the recipe right to the dot. I am a cook that I just guess here, estimate that, and that is, you know, how I cook. And that's why he was really successful in interpreting my grandma's, or or repeating, rather, my grandma's recipe. Whereas I would look at my grandma's recipe and say, oh, well, if she says two bowl, maybe she meant like two and a half because it tastes a lot better that way. (laughs) So that was how, indeed, my Angle husband was the first one who was able to make even the peanut sauce and make a peanut noodle out of that sauce. It was absolutely divine. And then the jealousy part of me is like, that's my grandma's recipe. Oh my goodness, how is it that you're able to make that so delicious? What were some of your favorite dishes uh, from your homeland, from your grandmother? When I was year studying and when I went back, the one dish that I always ask my mom to make is a dish we call yung tau fu, and that is meat like minced pork and minced fish paste stuffed into vegetables and then you cook into a delicious broth. Some of the vegetables that we love is what we call bitter gourd and it's really bitter the vegetables but once we stuffed it with all the meat and and um, the fish paste it's absolutely divine. So that's one of my favorite dish. The other favorite dish is what we call um, Laksa, which is similar to curry paste, but it is not just curry. It has a delicious bisque of um, seafood, like shrimp shells, that 
and fish bones that they make a stock out of and then they make a bisque out of that and then add coconut milk and all the curry spices with noodles. It's well, I'm divine. I'm right now just yeah. hearing about this. We have a group of friends that we would cook together every Friday evening. It's where we, you know, experiment cuisine from different cultures. Mm-hmm. It was just absolutely a great gathering. Um, we have friends from Germany. We have friends from Spain and the Philippines, myself from Singapore. So a group of us would just gather together and we would buy all the raw ingredients and start cooking that night itself. It would be sometimes. Would you stick with one culture a night? Or would no, you we'll just. This is oh, just a spread wow. of food, and <laughs> usually by midnight, that's when we would start eating. So, when did you decide that you were going to go into business uh, starting Madame Chu's uh, delicacies, and and I guess abandon uh, your industrial engineering career? There was a period when you know I got laid off from my position as a usability engineer. During that time, I was wondering and figuring out what would be a good career. And I sat with a friend who then encouraged me to go into food and beverage business, FMB, um, with the opportunity to showcase products from our country, such as the sambal nyonya, the ginger garlic, and our satay peanut sauce. Initially, we were just thinking of two items, which is the sambal nyonya and the satay peanut. However, we realized that ginger garlic is may not be a Peranakan dish, but it was really well received and it's one of the national dish of a condiment to a national dish in Singapore. The national dish of Singapore is called the Hainanese chicken rice. The chicken is not roasted, but rather it is poached to perfection, and it's really succulent. We would add the ginger garlic sauce over the chicken and just enjoyed the whole dish with fresh vegetables like cucumber and tomatoes and the chicken rice with a poached chicken. So that's called Hainanese chicken rice, one of Singapore's national dish. When did you start your business in Madison? We started the business in 2017. Then um, in 2017, we came to Feed Kitchen so it was Feet Kitchen was also really new, and we found out about Feet Kitchen. So we came, we visited Kitchen, and we got a lot of information on how to start the business, how to get the process of um, registering, not just for the business itself, but for the recipe to be approved going through the acidified food processing class and, you know, learning about labeling and ingredient listing and allergies. So all that come into place in 2017, right when we were about 
to um, you know launch the business. We also were, were put into a con into contact with Willie Street Co-op. They love our product and they brought us in right away. So Willie Street Co-op was our very first vendor. Madam Chu is currently at all three Willie Street Co-ops. We are at the Conscious Carnival on University Avenue. We are in Metcalf's Hilldale, just a Hilldale. We are also available online, madamchu.com, M-A-D-A-M-E-C-H-U, Com. Are you satisfied with the growth of, of your co of your business? Did you think this is where you guys would be at this time? Our goal really is to be in as many co-ops in the nation, starting with the state of Wisconsin, as we can, because our product has no preservatives, no additives. And we are proud to say our products are made in small batches. What Someone who's not familiar with Southeast Asian cooking, what would they use uh, Madame Chu's delicacies for? How would they use them? So for our ginger garlic, you can use it in your stir-fry, for instance. You can fry it up, pan-fry it up your tofu. And then add the ginger garlic with a little bit of tamari, which is a gluten-free soy sauce. So once again, all of our product has no fish sauce added, nor do they have uh, gluten added. We manufactured them in feed kitchens, so I cannot claim that they are gluten-free. However, I can rest assure you that I take every action to make sure that it has no gluten added and that when the bakers are done after several hours... Then I would come in and make our product. So ginger garlic, you can use that in your stir fry, in your grilled vegetable. Like this time of the year, spring, we have spring asparagus. We have our greens. In the summer, you have your zucchini, your green beans. In the winter, you have your Brussels sprouts, cabbage. So you can roast you can grill, you can steam your vegetables. And once we are done with all that method of cooking, you just toss a teaspoon or two of the ginger garlic and you toss with your vegetables. Otherwise, it's great with grilled chicken, grilled or, or, or salmon is one of the favorite that I use mm. on uh, with the ginger garlic. Uh, with sambal, you can just use it on your hot dog, brats, hamburger, or anything that you really want to to replace um, some other spicy hot sauce with. Even French fries. You can dip your French fries in there and enjoy. Wow. So our satay peanut, you can use it on your um, noodles. You can use it as a dipping sauce. You can use it with your egg rolls. Or just simply enjoy that with your grilled chicken. It's as simple as that. The only th catch is with our satay peanut, you need to cook it over the stove, either with water, broth, or coconut milk. Our product is not like Heinz ketchup or Kraft's um, barbecue sauce. It needs education. When people ask, what is the sambal nunia? 
well, they always associate that with the sambal suriyacha, which is not true because sambal just means the chili has gone through a process of cooking. So we need to educate our clients that sambal nunia is different and how to use that sambal. Likewise, with our ginger garlic, a lot of people just assume that looking at the back of the label, oh, I can just, you know, pick up some garlic and ginger and just process like she does with the same ingredient. Um, no, because ginger and garlic are both very alkaline. And so you have to know the process of keeping both at a safe, consumable level. And educating our client that it's not just putting ginger and garlic into a bottle and that's it. But there are many other aspects and how to use the ginger garlic. Because uh, we have done all the cooking for you. All they need to do is just add it to their end product. Like when they have a bowl of chicken soup, they can just simply add a little bit of the ginger garlic. Mm. And that's just enhance the soup. Right. Are you comfortable with your profitability? Am I comfortable? That is a very good question. No, because at this point, we have been absorbing a lot of costs of goods. The cost of goods has gone up triple for us. For instance, what used to be, um, say, 99 cents a pound for our ginger has gone up to $2.99. So sometimes it's even $3.49 a pound. Is it sustainable? At this moment, it is because we are a small batch processor. But to, to go beyond that, I don't think I can absorb that cost. Even though you know, I was told that, yeah, but the more you make, the more you buy, the lower the cost. That's true. But where, you know, would they come from and the quality of the raw ingredients? So I have to say we are at this point absorbing a lot of costs. Profitability-wise, we would like to see our customer continued with, you know, their choice of product and picking us over other mass-produced options. Mm-hmm. We've been speaking with Josie Chu. She's with uh, Madame Chu's Delicacies, and where she sells uh, three products. You got the sambal nunya, you got the ginger garlic, and you got the satay peanut sauce. And it's available uh, here in the Madison area and a few other places in Wisconsin. Thank you very much for, uh, for doing this interview. Thank you for having me here, Tony. Okay, thank you. This has been a production of the Madison Feed Kitchens Community Media Project and sponsored by the Northside Family Planning Council.